ออนไลน์พอดแคสต์500ฮัลโหลเดียร์เลดี้สแอนด์เจนท์เฮลโหลวอลคัมแบ็กทูออนไลน์พอดแคสต์ออลไรท์อันนี้ไม่ใช่ความสุขแต่ใช่ถ้า
I never, never would have thought we 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 would be living in such situation. It is so really. It's such a like we all have seen movies about scary diseases and viruses and all that, but never thought that we would actually really have to live in this this situation. So I'm not sure what your experience was. But my experience has been, I would say, it, it was interesting. But at the same time, I think I'm kind of managing it pretty well. I didn't really. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough. Have, let me just say that because I don't have any control over this. I was fortunate enough that my my job was not affected immensely. It was affected, but it was not real. It, it's not as bad as some of the people that I've seen. Say if you're in retail, or if you are in uh, rest the restaurant business, and so many so many other industries that were badly impacted by this pandemic, and I'm fortunate enough, very lucky to be to still have a job, uh, working from home nonetheless. But most of the time. I uh, I work for well. I would say maybe like sixty five percent of the time I'm home, and then the rest I would be in, in at work. So that's odd, uh, but still fortunate, right? I I have my job. Uh, we went through some <clears throat> some necessary pay adjustments, like pay cuts and all that. But it, it despite all that, I still have my job. So so that's weird. And I I'm trying to to think of what were the what were the the scenario. I actually enjoyed working from home a lot. Maybe I talk about that. I can't remember. Jeez, I can't remember what I talked about last week or two weeks ago. Whenever I posted that show, um, so I enjoy working from home a lot. I like the flexibility, the fact that I don't have to change and commute at a specific. Time and all that's good. So even when we go back to normal, um, I think work. They've been talking about trying to see if we can work in this hybrid format somehow. I don't know how long that's going to last, but um, but that's a possibility. Then, um, so I would say. The biggest thing that I was concerned about mostly was the fact that I don't get to see my parents. And I told you, oh, I probably talked about this, right? My dad went through two major surgeries while I was not able to be there, so that was a bit scary and a little concerning. But uh, but we're, we're fortunate. My dad is healthy now, and and I still have a job. So that that's all. Um, I mean, in such a horrible time in our lifetime. I don't think I could ask for anything more because I feel like I've been super fortunate and being able to do fairly well. That there is one thing, there is one thing that I did experience that was new to my my own experience. Like I've never experienced such a thing before. I've always tried to be very, um, how should I say? Uh, I try to be empathetic. And and I feel like I am an empathetic person, and even though I know what some of my the people around me that I I can see 
their experience, their lived experience, is completely uh, different from mine. But I still try to understand it, right? Um, you, you all remember the 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 Black Lives Matter um, um, movement last year during the pandemic, and we were. Like everybody shook, I think. I didn't know. Well, I probably do. I was surprised that it took so long for it to sort of make any gain, and it looked like it has made some progress. But really, in reality, I don't know if we actually have done anything, frankly and sadly. But at least it is more known. I remember it used people used to be afraid of voicing. The fact that they are for Black Lives Matter movement, right? There were still people who are afraid of, of voicing that opinion, me included, right? I don't, I don't know, is that the right thing to do? Is it because I don't have that lived experience? And and last year allowed me to pushed me to learn more about Black Lives Matter, and because of that, I'm more aware of what social injustices are out there. And also at the same time, because of the 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 rhetoric and the the carelessness or maybe intentional racism from the last administration, being uh, somebody who who is of Chinese descent, it it put me in a situation where I never had to. I, I've never I've never felt. Afraid of being who I am before, until last year, because of how I look, and I don't know how people are gonna treat me. Right? I remember when I was out and about, I would be very careful as to. I would be very careful if people would look at me strange because I look Asian and because I look Chinese, and people call it the Chinese virus, and and. People are going to link the virus to people who look like me. I know it's the. I know it's sometimes. It's it's almost absurd to be to be afraid of. Well, to well, it's almost absurd to think that people would think so, but th- that's the reality. And I sometimes question if I am, if. If I'm just being dumb for feeling that way, so I have been pretty fortunate enough. I've been fortunate enough that I have not had to deal with a lot of of physical um, violence or attack or even verbal attack for being Chinese or being gay. I think actually I probably was attacked more, not attacked, but I was probably verbally.、Um, Um, not quite. I wouldn't say abused, but verbally teased for being gay than I ever was for being Chinese or Asian until this year. I don't. I still haven't personally experienced that because I have not been out a whole lot. So I've. I consider myself fortunate. But here's the thing that I want to get into. I didn't know what gaslighting was. Until last year, I was 
I felt it right because it's everywhere when people when you see news and and you see cases of Asian being attacked and of course it elevated this year. It's worse this year, and I was afraid when when I'm starting to see report of of hate crimes or people being attacked because they're Asian, being spat on because they're Chinese or Asian looking, East Asian looking, I should say, I should be more specific. East Asian meaning looking like Chinese uh, or what people perceive as being Chinese. I, I was afraid. I mean, when I go out, I do look around, I pay attention more. Uh, does it? I, am I afraid to the point of paralyzing my my activity um, or my normal life? No, but I still am paying attention. Like I'm looking out to see if somebody's gonna come attack me or uh, or or somehow come do something uh, violent to me. Or even screaming, like people yelling at me. I mean, I would get disturbed just by simply being yelled at for being Chinese, right? So that fear is there. The fear is real. The concern is real, and I I didn't know how to process it because it it was so new to me. And then then suddenly, um, suddenly we. St- we talk about this quite a bit, and I, I, there's you know article posted. Well, I, I don't want to go into the details, but here's the deal. I was in a situation where I was talking to somebody about this, about my concern, and I um I, I was talking about how people should just be more considerate. About my about the experience of of what we're what we are thinking about. I I didn't even want to make it about the actual hate crimes. I was just talking about if you are Asian, you are experiencing some sort of a fear or concern because you're seeing all these reports. And somebody I knew came and talked to me about it and said that if if um. Oh, 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 no, it was, it was, yeah, it was on social media, of course. Uh, We were talking about how I would like for people to be considerate when they call, when they talk about the Chinese virus. And the people who are recklessly using Chinese virus, if you want to go technical, they always say, no, we're talking about Chinese. We're not talking about Chinese, the, the, um, the, the, the heritage Chinese. We're talking about the government. So we're talking about the government, not not about you. So it's okay to call it Chinese virus because we're not really referring to the, the people. We're only referring to the government and the government is this and that and that. Um, and so I'm just asking people to just be a little bit more careful what you say, right? When you say Chinese virus, for those who are racist, for those who are not as aware or as cultured or have that, mu- that much that sort of exposure to um, culture and the world, and they would immediately associate that as being uh, the virus that is attached to somebody who look like Chinese. So, because we Asians have always already have this perpetual 
foreigner uh, issue in America. When they see somebody who is Asian, uh, they would immediately assume that you are not born here and therefore you are a foreigner. Doesn't matter how many generations you've been here. So for a same person who looks, somebody from Germany, for instance, come over here and or stand next to each other. There's a German guy who just came in from uh, just from uh, Germany and somebody who's fourth generation uh, Japanese, for instance, or Chinese standing next to each other. If you ask people to pick who looks like an American, they would probably pick the white guy. Right, that is just the, the the bias that we have. The 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 um, what's it called? The uh, what's it called? What is that bias? The the unconscious bias. Sorry, I have to pause and look. I'm so dumb. Unconscious bias. So things that we've learned as we're growing up, as our society and culture sort of educate us. So we don't know. So you you have that perception of if you're if you're Caucasian, if you're white, then you're more American than than a, a person who's Asian. So we've already had that issue going for us, and now when I when when that person come to me and say, uh, "You should be con- more considerate because you also uh, you should be more." <laughs> And he's white, right? He said I should be more considerate for for his point of view also because he he I should try to understand why he's using the word Chinese virus, and and of course I I didn't know what to do. I was I was I think I was angry, but I didn't know how to get back at him. And this is what somebody who I consider. Um, uh, an acquaintance, uh, and so, so we discuss, we talk, and what that left me was that the thing that he, that stuck with me was that he said, "Have you then experienced violence uh, for being Chinese?" I said, "No," and he said, "Yeah." So maybe it's not real. Maybe it. Everybody's talking about it as if it's a real thing, but it's not. Maybe there might be just isolated cases here and there. And then I thought, yeah, maybe he was right. Maybe I'm just being irrationally concerned about my own safety. But in reality, it's not something that I need to be worried about. Then I learned about what gaslighting is, and. It actually troubled me for a few days. I was like, I don't know what I was feeling. I was very confused. I was very mad. I was angry at him, but also, also, kind of confused about what I should be feeling. Like I felt the fear. I felt the concern, but then somehow somebody told me that I shouldn't feel that way because it's not real, and I don't know how to counter that argument. So. Then I thought. I, I thought for. I, I was thinking for a few days, and suddenly, as I was writing something, uh, a comment, uh, I was writing something for work, and it it dawned on me that, hey, this is what exactly what people with privilege 
would do if they if um, or somebody what is it? So we were talking about like like um, somebody who are privileged. So white male in America, American society, you already have that privilege that you don't even know you have, right? And some people don't understand that concept, and it's not like an attack. But to some people, it sounds like an attack. It's like, oh, so you're accusing me of being white? Um, not really, but it's just the society makes it a lot easier, your life a lot easier compared to somebody who's a minority. So if you're a straight white man, your life is already several steps before ahead of of a lot of people. Say like a uh, a black woman. And so they don't understand that, and they kind of get offended by it. So I was saying that you know you just keep in mind that sometimes you have privileges that you have in life that you don't even know is a privilege until you don't have that privilege, right? So I'm I was telling him that what he's what he is well no I didn't tell him that but I was I was just thinking well in my post I did say that in my post I said that you know if you are privileged. Then be be considerate of what you say because something that you don't even think it's concern of other people, it, it in reality it is for somebody who's in the marginalized group. So I was angry, I was confused, I don't know what to react, and I realized, oh, that that is exactly what white privilege is. White privilege is, and if you you can use your privilege privilege wisely, and and effectively to help, I guess, um, uplift the marginalized community. And I'm I'm sure I, I have you know many of you listening who are who are white. It's not like I am I'm angry at white people. It's just that in it's a truth that in our society you already have you are already ahead if you're white and if you're male, straight male particularly. So, so I thought if they don't have that compassion and they don't have that empathy of what somebody who's not white and male, they would, they would not be, they would, they won't be as careful when they choose their words. And therefore, he's trying to rationalize with me that his choice of calling the Chinese virus is not a big deal. Because that is his intention is not what is not uh, racist. It's it's not based on racism that he's doing that. So I can see his point too. So part of me was like really confused. Like, yeah, I can see that. But then the issue is that he's speaking from the point of a privileged uh, white male stand standpoint, right? And. So, uh, and and I finally thought I that is what oppression it looks like is people with power and with the privilege would always intentionally or unintentionally push people who are marginalized down even more. So because they don't see that as a problem, right? And so if they don't see it as a problem, it must not be a real problem. Then you must be dreaming up of all these issues, and that is true for the black community. That's true for the the Latinx community. That is true for the gay community. Uh, straight people who do not understand the struggles that we have to go through, 
in their world looking at us because they look at you know people who look at, uh, at, at who look at LGBTQ people as the deviant or what because that's not what they want right so therefore anything other than what they know must be wrong and because of that way of thinking the the oppressor will always oppress if they don't try to break out of that that systemic understanding or or this whole systemic racism that we're talking about that's exactly it right the the system does not allow them to or, or they can be so comfortable they don't have to think outside the box because to them there's no problem but they didn't know that they are living in this privileged world so I struggle with that, um, and, and it took me a while. If I, if, I, if I had a podcast, I would have talked about it back then, but it's probably good. I, I mean, I still couldn't quite articulate it very well, so I'm sorry about my rambling. Um, but again, this is for me, right? This is for my journal. I have to keep reminding myself, even though I know those of you who are out there listening, I know you're still out there and you've reached out to me, and thank you for doing so. But this is really for me, I, I don't know what I'll do with it. I never go back and listen to my own podcast, but it, it's a journal, so I can go back and listen to it uh, if I want to. So, so the so anyway, fast forward. So that was my experience of of really living the experience of what I I called it the gaslighting moment that I didn't know. I mean, I didn't even know what that meant until last year when I experienced this. And then I start to not feel ashamed about my my experience. Yeah, I, I'm afraid, but then I, I, I was concerned for a few days that it must not be uh, a real thing that I'm, I'm feeling afraid, so I should stop feeling afraid. And but then when I discovered that that's exactly what they wanted to do to me, uh, or not intentionally, I don't even. I, and I actually I know for sure he does not intentionally wanting to make me feel bad, but to his reality. Oh, sorry about the flushing upstairs. I don't know if you can hear it. Bruce is upstairs. He just flushed. <laughs> uh, so I don't think that person intentionally wanted to make me feel bad. But I just couldn't get him to think compassionately and think empathetically from my standpoint. He did say, he, he said, I'm a short person. I got bullied. I got pushed into um, a, a locker room, a locker because he's short. And, but that didn't, but I wasn't, that never stopped me from, uh, from going to school or what, and and so so he was trying trying really hard to to understand my situation by putting taking taking his own lived experience to try to understand what I'm going through, but still he still didn't understand why his choice of calling it uh, Chinese virus is. The, the impact the impact is more than just his choice of words right then the his intention might be fine but the impact is still equally bad 
So, so that was my experience, and uh, it was tiring. Frankly, it was tiring. And then, then I'm trying also to. I'm also trying to. I'm trying to say I'm. I'm trying to stay. You have to function, right? At work, you still have to function. You, you still have to carry on, and then there are times that you also try to do the the activism portion of it. I'm not very good at it. I mean, I have to be honest with you. I I admire people who who are able to do a lot, and I know it's hard work, and they experience the same fatigue and. And tiredness, but they still do it. I don't know how to do it. I know how to, the way I, my way of dealing with it is to sometimes shut things off. I don't read too much about something that's going to make me upset. I need to be able to manage my emotion so that it does not affect me, because I didn't like the feeling when my when the person that I spoke to.、Um, That the feeling that he made me feel, I did not like that, and and that affected me every single day, right? It, it, not only when I'm thinking about it, it, it's every single thing reminds me of that, and I don't like that feeling. So I, I manage how I interact with with the, the social media. I, I I used to be more vocal, and then I, I stopped doing that because I just didn't want to invite that sort of feeling into into my world. Because mind you, at the same time, I'm still dealing, having dealing with my dad's surgery and all that. So, fast forward to oh my gosh, it's already thirty minutes. Sorry, I I know it's I know I'm rambling, but who cares, right? This is for me, <laughs> and thank you for being there if you happens to be there. So I recently,、um, this is recorded a week after the the Georgia the Atlanta sh- shooting. Where six women, Asian women, were killed, along with, uh, uh, I believe, three other, or、uh, two other、uh, person. One woman who's not,、uh, who's not Asian, and then another man who's not Asian. And so there's a lot of discussion about、um, sexualizing、uh, Asian women. And of course, the the police chief, I believe, in Atlanta, talking about or、uh, calling the suspect、uh, having a bad day, calling it having calling the situation,、uh, calling what? What did he say? He said、um, he was. This is not a hate crime. He was just having a bad day as a as a sex sex addict. And what was really, and I try not to even right now, as of right now, as I'm recording this, I don't want to. Some maybe because I'm in denial, I, I don't know if I should be doing this, but I really try not to get too emotionally attached to those words, because I think it's going to put me in a really bad place. It was very, again, speaking from a very privileged. Perspective, and he's doing that. I don't know if he's intentionally doing that or he's just very reckless. Right? I'm talking about the, those words that he chose, and then there subsequently there are more things. I think he was.、Uh, there are other people who recklessly chose words that were 
um, very insensitive, and because of their privilege, um, uh, because of their privilege, they don't think it's the wrong thing, and so calling it calling the the suspect having calling it a bad day for that suspect really was painful to to the people who were killed. What do you mean it's a bad day for him? Right? It, I just think it's so reckless and so irresponsible to be using those words. And then there's the bigger, the collective Asian community. Why do we feel attacked, whether or not it is an actual hate crime? Why do we feel attacked? Why do we feel like we can't keep our mouth shut anymore? It's because the attack has been happening this whole time, even before the coronavirus, before the pandemic. The the and I'm not just saying about like physical violence, but that sort of oppression has always happened. Just look at our American history of the the Chinese Exclusion Act and and all those uh, everything that that's in our past that was. Um, Proof to why the oppression to Asian community already happened, but then it has gotten worse because of the pandemic and because of the choice of words of what Trump was using to call it the Kung flu and the the Chinese virus. That made it even worse. the The hate crime toward Asian American community spiked a lot. Um, uh, after like within the last eight months, for instance, and the reason why we felt, or at least I, I don't want to say we isn't like representing the entire Asian community. The reason why I felt mad about this, the recklessness of people, or let's let's just not not talk about the recklessness. Let's just talk about this incident, this one particular killing, this this killing of of uh, eight people in, in Atlanta. Why did I feel attacked as an Asian? It's because of all this reported cases and some reported, but not re- not I reported is in like police reported, but then not necessarily reported on the news. Those things, it's almost like I felt like it's coming. It's just a matter of time. So when this happens, I was like, yeah, this is this is. This is the this is the moment that we all knew is going to happen eventually, and it finally did. Because when when somebody got spat in the face, or when somebody got punched in the face, some some Asian got punched in the face, some old person got pushed down. Those are not big deal enough to make the news. Maybe. A an eighty year old Thai old man got pushed and killed. It made a tiny bit of news because he died, and there's footage about it. I've never seen it. I don't want to see it because he reminded me of my dad, and 
and that is very painful to see. So I I don't want to see it, and I I can already feel it without having to see it, and that's why. That's why we are mad. That's why we're angry. And the Asian community has always been quiet and trying to be. Um, oh my! I don't even want to get into the whole moral minority thing. Um, the, what the real purpose of a model minority is meant to be doing. We are used to being quiet. We are used to working hard and kept our head down and not speak up. Culturally, as well as the impact of oppression, we'll just keep our mouth shut and keep working, um, keep doing what we need to do, minding our own business. That's what we're taught. That's what we're trained. That's what we are conformed to do. But I don't think we should keep our mouth shut now, because too many things happened, and that's why you're starting to see a surge of people speaking up on behalf of our community. And and I'm glad it did. I'm I'm glad we are able to speak up. I also think that there are little things that, especially, especially those small microaggressions or jokes that used to be okay, even for me, because I don't get offended very quickly, uh, very easily. Be- the jokes, the the Chinese Asian jokes that I used to uh, have fun with other people. Or engage with other people for being Asian, I decided that I do, I cannot let that happen anymore. So, if you meet me in person, and I used to crack Asian jokes with you, because, like I said, I I don't get offended very easily. I'm not going to do that anymore, because. I feel uncomfortable now, because that might be, that might lead to more serious things like what happened a week ago. Because microaggressions,、uh, what did I hear? It was like it's like paper cut. But if you get paper cuts after paper cuts after paper cuts, your wound would get bigger also. So I am not going to engage in those. Um, those、uh, jokes, I will reject it because this is more serious than what even I thought it was going to be. So there. Oh shit! It's for see. That's what. That's why I, my podcast always end up being forty minutes because when I just let it. Go and I don't know what I'm talking. I mean, not that I don't know what I'm talking about, but when I just let my my consciousness come out as words, I'm sure I repeat myself a whole lot and、um, all that kind of stuff. But I, I um, it takes time. It's thirty nine minutes already before I knew it. So、uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. I. 
people who ask me how I'm doing, so I'm just gonna answer the this right here. I'm managing. I think I'm mostly doing okay. I think I managed to control my emotion throughout this recording. Uh, it got me when I tried to talk about the 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 Thai man who got pushed and killed, and linking it to my dad. That's painful. Even right now, as I'm speaking, it's it's um, it's a bit emotional for me to think about. So. Be kind, people. Be kind. Um, even if you don't understand other people's struggles, acknowledge that their struggle is real. Don't try to prove your point from your perspective, especially if you have the privilege that some of us do not. So that's that's where I'm gonna leave it at. And um, uh, yeah, and I also. <laughs> I I also I don't know why I'm talking. About. I I also want to I also want to invite you to find me on Clubhouse <laughs> so that we can uh, discuss things that we can't otherwise do with just Twitter because we can get more in depth. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't want to have to add it, so I. Like, <laughs> I don't want to have to add it. I used to be able to like wrap my thought up while I was play my outro, but anyway. So find me on Clubhouse if you're on Clubhouse, and if you want to discuss more serious subjects like this, we can do that there because I think it's more meaningful that we can actually have a back and forth conversation. Um, yeah. So until the next time I record something, um, I forgot to say that last time, but this time I will. Uh, I always sign off by saying, "Don't forget to smile, bitches." So, don't forget to smile. Bye. <laughs>